Welcome to the Secret Place Podcast. Your relationship with Jesus Christ isn't found solely within the walls of the church, but it is cultivated and grown in the moments of everyday life. My name is Mandy Wheeler, and I invite you to join me as we journey through biblical truth for following Jesus in all seasons of life. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Secret Place Podcast. I am so happy that you are here joining me for another episode in Season 3. And I pray that you are just being blessed by the things that you're hearing, being reminded of, learning, and that it is just um, pushing you to dig deeper in your time in the secret place with the Lord and to connect with Him in every aspect of your life. So today I am going to talk about a very, very familiar phrase that if you've been in church any length of time, you've heard before, and it is the topic of on earth as it is in heaven. So there is a very famous scripture um, in the Bible where Jesus taught his disciples to pray. And his example is what we now call the Lord's Prayer, and it is found in Matthew 6, 9 through 13, and also in Luke 11, 2 through 4. Our focus today will be on Matthew chapter 6, verse 10, which says in the New King James Version, Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. And this is an interesting verse that we often hear in prayers, sermons, and songs. But how does this actually happen? One does not need to look far to see that the world certainly does not look like heaven. Yet Jesus teaches us to pray for such a thing. First, I think it's important to realize the reality that God chooses to co-labor with mankind He does not need our help, yet he chooses to accomplish his will in our lives and in the course of history throughout the ages by co-laboring with his most beloved creation, humans. Sometimes that can get messy because we are notorious for being disobedient hearts and having feet that are led astray. But it's also an immeasurable privilege that God who is sovereign over all things, that created every single thing, would choose to fulfill his plan and carry out his work through us. So where do we see examples of heaven on earth? Let's start in the Old Testament. Everything that you find grown or growing in the New Testament will first be found as a seed in the Old Testament. The law was a shadow of the good things to come. So the Garden of Eden is an obvious answer. Before sin entered the world, in Genesis 3, 8, Adam and Eve heard the sound of God walking in the garden. And in Genesis 2, 19, God and Adam named the animals together. It was picture perfect until Eve was deceived and Eve and Adam partook of the forbidden fruit. Since that moment, we live in this tension of imposing the kingdom of God until we reach the day of Revelation 21, 1-3. And the New King James Version says, Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, 
Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. Although that day is coming, we still find incredible moments in Scripture and in our own lives where humans have encountered God here on earth. Here are a few highlights. In Exodus 19.20, God meets with Moses on Mount Sinai. In Genesis 35.14-15, God spoke with Jacob at Bethel. In Genesis 5.24, Enoch walked with God. In 1 Samuel 3.10, the Lord came and stood and called Samuel. And the list goes on and on. There are significant locations in Scripture that would be considered hotspot locations of God's presence, such as the mobile tabernacle in the wilderness, the Ark of the Covenant, and the temple. The inner court, the Holy of Holies, the mercy seat, was a place that God's presence could be found. Even the courts and area around this had to be kept clean, pure, and holy. And that is why the Levites, the priests, camped and lived encircled around the tabernacle and the temple. Interestingly enough, the tabernacle and temple was decorated with images that remind us of the Garden of Eden. Pomegranates, almond petals, trees, cherubim, just to name a few. The temple was a special place where heaven met earth because God's presence was there. We see more clearly in the New Testament in John 1, 14, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus is our heaven on earth. But as he subjected himself to live a human life, he could not be at all places at all times. But when Jesus died on the cross, Mark 15, 38 records, Then the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The veil is what kept the most holy place separated and set apart, and only the high priest entered there just once a year under great burden. But the matchless price Jesus paid made available the access to God for all who believe in him. The temple then takes on a new form as we are told in 1 Corinthians three sixteen through 17 Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? The hot spot of heaven on earth is no longer found in just one temple, but it is found in every follower of Jesus Christ. We are the temples of the Holy Spirit, and we are the places where heaven meets earth. So not only are we to pray, Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, but we are the answer to that prayer. We are carriers of God's presence, and that should be what we bring wherever we go and to every single person we encounter. The presence of God is heaven. But is that what you carry into your workplace on a Wednesday morning when it's really busy and you're frustrated with a project? Do we enter church ready to press in and usher in his presence? We might be solid in our relationship with God, but there may be someone in that room at church who desperately needs to encounter God. What about in our homes, the grocery store, on social media, in our relationships? 
are you a hot spot of God's presence? My challenge for you this week is twofold. First, be intentional with how you conduct yourself in church. Jesus is worthy of our hearts and attention and affection. He also wants to co-labor with you to help others in that room to meet him or those who may need a fresh touch. Um, There's a verse in the Bible that just came to mind. I've not had time to look it up, Um, but it talks about the unbeliever being among the believers and encountering God and them saying, surely the presence of God is here. And the second part of my challenge for you is to consider the people you interact with on a regular basis, whether they're on the job site, they're in your home, your brothers and sisters in Christ, um, the cashier that you always end up um, at the grocery store or wherever it is, um, whether it's in person or even online. Do you commonly find yourself at odds with others or do you ever even mention Jesus in your conversation? Consider what ways you can make God's kingdom come and his will be done in those areas, situations, and relationships. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you that it is your will for heaven to invade earth. And we thank you that you desire to co-labor with us to bring that about, Lord. We look forward Um, with joy to the day when every creature on earth will know the Lord. And until that day, Lord, we pray that you would use us as instruments for your glory, for your will, Lord, that we would be carriers of your presence in every situation, in every conversation, in every single area of our lives, Lord. Lord, I pray that you would help us to remember that we are the temple of your Holy Spirit, and you reside within us, Lord. And we thank you that no matter what, you truly are with us always. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to say thank you again for joining me for another episode, and um, I pray that you have a blessed week.